What, like, what does that mean, Jackie? Uh, living. Instead of that's hot, she frequently drops a new word, sliving, as her signature what is catchphrase. Mean? Hold on, I'm looking. What? What does sliving mean? Hold on. What does sliving mean? Um, it means slaying and yeah. living your best life. That's stupid. Well, that's her new one that she's trying to have catch on. <laughs> we were talking about Paris Hilton has a new catchphrase. That's hot. No, that's her old one. Sliving. Well, hang on. We'll talk about that. In a second. We don't need to talk about that. Sliving. No, I love catchphrases. Are you kidding me? Okay, we could talk about it. I we'll love catchphrases. Loves catchphrases. But uh, let the catchphrase. I'd like to know. Start the fucking podcast. <laughs> Uh, I don't need it. I can wear it. Sometimes it's better if you don't talk it. If I hear you. As long as you hear me. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. You know who I am? I am for a very long time. I'm Howie Mandel. This is uh, Howie Mandel Does Stuff. This is my daughter, by the way. Jacqueline Schultz. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. She's a different last name. I should should suspect that maybe my wife was fucking around when I was on the road. (laughs) Why do you have a different last name? I'm married. Oh, good. You know, Lou. I do. Hoopity doopity doo. It's Lou. We just call him Lou. And <laughs> you are Bert Kreischer. And Bert Kreischer is crushing it in the comedy game. You really are, buddy. Thank how, you. How long? And you, style, by the way. Style? Yeah, you're matching your glasses to your hoodie. Oh. <laughs> to like... I bought these on accident. Oh. I didn't realize this how do you what accidentally they buy? Like. How do you accidentally buy glasses? Uh, I went in. I... Uh, I do a little thing called retail therapy when I'm <laughs> when I'm on the road, and I went into a uh, sunglass hut, and they didn't. Ha- I like boyfriend glasses. This is the boyfriend style of Ray Van. <laughs> it's a, it's a woman's glass, but it fits my face perfectly. And so uh, you're wearing boyfriend. They're glasses? Wayfair. Yeah, they're no, they're no, they're boyfriends. These are called boyfriends. Okay. And so um, and so I I they didn't have them, so I just ordered them and they sent them to my house, so I didn't get to see what they looked like. And they're blue on the inside and green on the outside. And my daughter's there's one that's. Uh, red and blue. My daughters claim those. My daughters just went through them and pilfered them. They're wearing daddy's boyfriend's glasses. Yeah, isn't that, yeah, isn't that odd? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you wearing boyfriend jeans? Uh, no, these are. I, don't, I wish I knew the name of them. They're they're a podcast sponsor. I wish I knew the name of them. Um, Wait, they're really they're, comfortable. Those jeans sponsor your podcast, <laughs> yeah. and you don't know the name of them. They did once, and I and I put them on. I really should know the name of them. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn in my entire life, and I didn't wear them when they were a sponsor. And then one day I was like, I'm going to just try these on. They stopped sponsoring my podcast, and they are all I wear. They're stretchy. Stand up. You want me to look at the tag? No, I'm just kidding. I'm at- just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to No, we were going to plug. Okay. Go ahead. You do- my daughter wants to see your ass. <laughs> you should have got a pair of the I, I don't know. Read it. Read it. You asked. <laughs> it's- Mugsy? Um, yeah, mugs. You knew, and you just wanted me to look at your butt. You wanted my daughter to look at your ass. As soon as I flipped it over, I went. I think they're mugsy. (laughs) Yeah, they are the most. I just tangled. I think they're coming. I think they're coming back to your podcast now. They are the most. That's all I wear on stage. They're stretchy. They're like wearing sweatpants. I can wear them on planes. They are so comfortable. We were talking about gaining weight. You gain weight by sweatpants. Sweatpants are enablers. Are you eating sweatpants? No. <laughs> what do you mean you gain? Oh, because they enable you to feel comfortable. Yeah, you put them on and they're like, hey, we're doing great, man. Let's sit Chris Ross applesauce and have a pizza. You said that you're the heaviest that you've ever been. Mm-hmm, 260. Well, right now, I'm, I have, I'm not getting on the scale right now because I know I'm doing good. So I don't want to so, ruin it. Wait, wait, wait. 
if you know you're doing good, wouldn't getting on the scale uh, be uh, like an inspirational? Because I've lost two pounds in two days. Like I look at the scale the same way I look at Twitter. I step on it and I go, why am I going to fuck my day up? Just let's stay off it. You step on Twitter. <laughs> I step on. I step on. And, and she was talking about your fashion. You're wearing a free hoodie because yeah, you did. Is, you, I saw you on Barstool. Yeah, I did. Bar, they, Barstool's got great merch. Uh, everything I have is merch. I, I don't really. Like, you talked about hats, that. These go- hats are getting to, given to me by Clink Room. Uh-huh. Uh, they're a, a hat company that sends me free hats. I have a size eight head, so I have like the biggest head in the world. And so I and I like fitted hats. And is I that a boyfriend hat? No, no. This is. Uh, this is i don't know what this hat is is this i don't actually know what it is i love that people are giving you merchandise because they want to kind of promote whatever it is yeah you're like the worst guy to give uh promotion no, mugsy to- these are my flip-flops these are my flip-flops you're, own. you're touching waters. the bottom don't touch yeah. the bottom oh i know where i was <laughs> <laughs> i don't have i don't have uh yeah, i don't do. have the cleanliness thing that's not my thing but she, right. he does have ocd oh, we talked you about- spun me out I should have never hung out with you last time. Wow. I had a massive episode after you left. Are you serious? I'm You're not good for people, serious. Dad. Thank you, you know what? <laughs> we started talking about it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Tell me. We started talking about it, and as we talked about it, I said, I, "My brain was going, Bert, you're being too loosey goosey with this. You got to respect it. You're talking about it. You're having fun with it. Something's going to show up." And then we took that phone call do you remember we took that phone call on my yeah, ipad yeah i do my and i had returned his call and in returning his call i realized i sent him my new number remember i had to get rid of my number because i got doxxed right so now i just sent out my jeremy new you'll send me a clip that clip yeah. so jeremy could show what we're talking yeah. about this is i was on bert's podcast and so it's can i just shut the, oh, well let's answer it no well, you don't want to answer it why and i'll go this is howie mandel how the fuck did you get my number how the fuck did you get my name? Let me answer him. Did you just call me? Uh, I'm not sure. It's Howie Mandel. You just hung up. No. There's no way that that's Howie Mandel. Yeah, it is. You just dialed me and I dialed back. You hung up the phone. What do you want? Dude, it's Howie Mandel. Oh, fucking <laughs> Bert fucking Kreischer. Out of nowhere, a fan in the middle of your podcast, a fan, your home phone rang. Yeah, my, my FaceTime, because I FaceTime everybody. And so my FaceTime started ringing on my thing. So I, my number had gotten given out, and, and I had to get a new number, and it was really kind of overwhelming, and, and, I, was, and I got very strict with, like, who got my number, right? I, I was like, I got a new number, no one's getting it. So that guy calls, I called back, and in calling back, I called back from my computer, but it gave him my new number. He thought it was your number. Then he sees you and goes, no fucking way. That's who he called. He called you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you no fucking way? (laughs) (laughs) My number got leaked on Reddit, and that happens. I had to get a new phone number. It happens all day, every day. What what it's happened is it's tethered to my computer. Mm -hmm. That old phone and this phone are tethered to my computer, so the FaceTimes come up. I was just in a I was just in a meeting. I was in a producer's meeting and it just it just happened nonstop and I'm on Zoom and I'm like click click click. He was like, is this Howie's number or Bert's number? He had already had my old number. Right. And I went, oh, God damn, I gave him my, my new number. So I texted him. Hey man, this is my new number. Please don't give it to anyone. Wait, and, but it wasn't I, anybody that you knew. I, I know, I know. <laughs> And I texted. You said you just I, a fan. I, I, you go. Here's my new number to a fan that I know. you don't know. I started spiraling, and then I and and Howie. And when I did it, 
I texted another person. I texted another fan, and I sent out my number. And then within the second of three minutes, I sent my new number to like 15 different people. And I- But you told them, don't share it. Don't share it. <laughs> and, and man, I- it was it was it was the beginning of a little downward spiral that everything and then and then I, I hadn't even looked at those messages that had come in. Right. So I replied to one one person about something negative, and then I realized I replied to the wrong person and I was all over the map and then I just stopped and I was like, God damn it, Howie, what did you do to me? What did I do? Hey, what did you do? <laughs> because because when we, I said if I never touched that computer, that's what I was my rule. But that guy called and then we were like we were like, all right, let's call him back. And so I was like, oh, it's how we're going to call him back. And then as soon as I touched that computer, all the negativity that I had disappeared just showed right back up. And I was like, God damn it. So, yeah. Are well, you afraid I, to talk to me today? Uh, no, no. I actually laid in bed today and I was like, I was like, hey, that was a fluke. <laughs> was it won't happen again. <laughs> it won't happen again. You so want to prank call someone right now? No. No. no <laughs> so I, let me ask I you. I told him, I told your dad, I was like, I never, I'm not a big prank caller. Turns out I'm a huge prank caller. <laughs> I love prank calls. Do you have a new number now? Yeah. 310. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing uh, the Barstool Sports Barstool, shirt. You yeah. were just on. You told a story about the goat. What about the goat? Oh, like, about stealing a goat. Yeah. You stole a goat. What? Yeah. We did the maybe the greatest television project no one has ever seen greatest of all time i think it was it was <laughs> yes it was it was by boona murray it was me theo vaughn and brett ernst and we started a fraternity uh and this is this is kind of back in the in the wild west days of of reality programming before the kardashians like right when they were starting to pop so you should know that bona murray is the production company of kardashians yes. and real world and real world road rules all that so they said let's just do it so we just started a fraternity for real but no without being in school without being in school we're like hey are you a lost man are you uh are you, do you kind of find like your life sucks come hang out with us for a weekend we're starting a fraternity we just put it out in uh <laughs> yeah we just put it out on on like craigspace craigslist craigspace craigslist yeah <laughs> And it and uh, and we got a lot of replies. And I say this respectfully, but a lot of very broken men. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, we moved them. How into many a, people came? Showed up? 20, 25. Yeah. And, and we moved them into a house in the hills. And the we, hills of what? Of Hollywood oh. in this huge house under a waterfall. <laughs> and we, me, Theo, and Brett created. A sh I mean, they gave us the. We could do whatever we wanted. And so we're like, well, we need to throw a party. And they're like, how are we going to get people to come? And we're like, why don't we just get prostitutes and porn stars? <laughs> But why is that different than any other party it, in the Hollywood Hills? It, just, it got so out of control so quickly. And like <laughs> nothing it was so underproduced. It was like, and I no disrespect to Buddha Murray, but it was just such a wild west. So one of the things they did, they had scheduled like that we would go steal a goat. And so But that was scheduled? That's were like, the one thing they, they like, scheduled. They're like, we're gonna get you guys this this big tour bus and, and it'll take you guys out to the house. And on the way there, you guys need a mascot. So steal a goat. It was our idea, and they, they just arranged a farm where we could take a goat. Well, we got drunk and we were like, take it right here. So we took it right and then we're like, all right, guys, we're getting a mascot. We're stealing a goat. And we broke into someone's farm for real and stole a real goat. Wait, you said it Wait, was set up. you thought. And then we put it on the bus and the producer came and he's like, all right, so you're going to have him pull over like two blocks. That's where you're going to find the goat. And we're like, the goat's on the bus. <laughs> and he was like, we're not there yet. And we're like, no, we got it. And he was like, no, 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 that's not our goat. And we're like, we really just stole a goat? <laughs> 
oh fuck, just go, just go, just go. <laughs> and then we had to go, like we had we had already planned, you know, we'd pick it up and then we'd take it and we'd use some shots for it, and then they'd come get it. We had a goat. We had a goat in a house in the hills on a tennis court, just because <laughs> there was no so, one to pick. I mean, up. It, we we got we got prostitutes and porn stars to come party with us, and like this is like a, this is like an hours into the fr- this is the first day, the first moments, and this guy comes up and he's like, "I just cheated on my fiance." I just <laughs> like, what? I just cheated on my fiance, and we're like, "I don't know what to tell you, man." He's like, "I think I'm ruining my life." <laughs> I mean, it was like so crazy. Like one guy had PTSD and been back from Iraq and he was just like, you could tell he was really dealing with it. And what, I mean, it was just such a fucking shit show that we like, uh, it was so funny. One Where guy, is the tape? The, I tried to buy it from Bona Murray and they wouldn't. I remember the sound guy came up to me and he goes, he goes, hey man, I'm pretty sure your buddy's getting his dick sucked in the bathroom. And I'm like, what? And he goes, here, give me the headsets. And I'm just hearing, ha, ha, ha. Oh and my like, God. I'm like, we can't use any of this. Like, we were just thinking, <laughs> it was the most aggressive, hilarious, funniest, no one will ever see it show that me, Theo Vaughn, and Brett Ernst, we went and played powder puff football with the, a group of women who had pads on. And so we get out there. Football and pads. Football. They were wearing football Not pads. like co No, no, no. They were like women. Because if you get them at the end of the month, they play a lot <laughs> rougher. <laughs> and, uh, and Sorry. And we get out there, and we go to play, and they're like, hey, they're wearing pads. And they're like, yeah, I know. The joke is you guys are going to get, you know, really lit up by these girls. And we're like, okay. And so we go, and we and they're they're not. They're just not. They're just women. They're a little smaller than us, and they're they're into football, but a they're not. A little smaller. They're not. Yeah, there were, there were a couple that were big, but they're most just women. And so we're like, well, are we supposed to be getting hurt? And they're like, yeah, act like you're getting hurt. And then one of the producers is like, no, it's a fucking game. Play the way you want to fucking play. And Brett Ernst played college football. And he was like, all right, gather around. I better see dead whores all over this place. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. And we leveled these women. I mean, we, we it was like it was like Ike Turner drunk on coke, just wham, clotheslining. It was the funniest. It was like, it was uh, such a great, 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 great show. I got to see it. No one, could, no one will ever see it. No there is tape. Oh, yeah. I tried to buy it. And this is when I had no money. I was like, I'll give you 25 grand for the Masters because I, I, it's the funniest thing I've ever done. We had... I did so many pilots. There was a thing I would do pilots that they would go, we want Bert to be Bert. And that was the the mantra. And then when they got that version of Bert, it was too much. <laughs> and, and so my wife used to say, like, they they think they're ordering a spicy salmon when they get Bert being Bert. What they're getting is a turducken. It's a lot more complicated. <laughs> so like we had we had a show. He's got two daughters, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. We had a show one time uh where Tom Segura. This is before Tom Segura was Tom Segura, right? Right. He was just my buddy. Right. I got a show on on Comedy Central where I would take people home after they're drunk on a drunk bus. They'd play a game show drunk, and they'd win money. Right. They, the first thing they did is they'd blow into a, a blood alcohol thing, and whatever they blew, we'd add 100 to it, and that's what they started their thing with. So <laughs> we didn't realize we were just – we were – setting people up to go we blow and they go hold on give me a minute i'll go into the bar and get it get it higher because they were right. getting hundred dollars for every point they go higher yes and we had people come in i'm talking blackout drunk <laughs> and my favorite and there's a million i mean people said the most regrettable regrettable things <laughs> that you could ever imagine we we had <laughs> we had uh, a dude and a girl on their like third date and we're like, have you ever blown, have you ever had sex with an animal? And he goes, I blew a squirrel once when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we were like, what? He goes, it fell out of a tree. And we were like, so you thought sucking his We had three guys. We had three guys. And we said, we were, we were doing a game. Tom, Tom Segura, by the way, Tom Segura came in and fired the head writer. He was just going to be an assistant. Fired the head writer and took over the entire writing. So the writing was in Tom Segura's sensibility with oh my, my voice. Oh, my god! It gosh. was the funniest. He played a game called uh, Smash or Pass. Or no, no, no. It was uh, a Lick It or Stick It. We put a, 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 a picture of this is so politically incorrect right now. I, I understand that. It was a picture of a female celebrity, and you had to guess were they a lesbian or were they straight? And so, and we had these two Mexican guys in there, and they were just like, I have no fucking, I don't know who any of these guys people are. Then we bring three dudes, and one of them, one of the ones comes up is Jamie Lee Curtis, who it's, it's been rumored is, was, was born both, right? Right. So we go, Look at her stick it. And it's Jamie Lee Curtis. And the guy goes, stick it. My dad fucked her. <laughs> we're like, what? And he goes, yeah. I go for an extra $300. Get your dad on the phone and find out if she was born a man. He's like, I, okay. So he calls his dad. It was like, it was the most out of control show you could ever, ever, ever. Where is this show? So Zoe Friedman, uh, they, they, Zoe Friedman told me this, uh, they played it and it was the funniest fucking pilot you've ever seen. I mean, I'd go. That's for hey, Comedy Central. For Comedy Central, I'd go. Hey, ladies, for a hundred dollars, one of my favorite things is lipstick. And and the girl goes, "You want me to put it on her with my tits?" And we're like, "That's how for a hundred dollars, please do that." And then they just do it. And you're like, "Here's a hundred dollars." I mean, it was such a great, great, great show. And so they went last. They do all their upfronts. They do all their shows. They're gonna mark, talk, potentially put on the air. And uh, they pour a shot of tequila. And they're like, "Let's watch the best show we have coming out this year." Uh, and they put it on, and um, th and everyone's like, "That's literally." They're like, "What? Let's order thirty episodes." It is perfect. And their ad sales guy's like, "I cannot sell that." And they're like, "What?" He goes, I, "Who the fuck do you think is going to put advertising?" I mean, it's just like it's the most. I, I mean, <coughs> I, it, it was the most irreverent show you could ever hope to watch. Isn't that what Comedy Central should be, though? Uh, it should, yeah, uh, yeah, it should be. But I think that. I think at the time they were winning with like niche, you know, alternative comic sketch shows like the Demetri Martins and and uh, and Amy Schumer's, and that was what was winning for them. And something like this was it was very lowbrow. It was me and Segura sensibility, and I it was that. it was so good. It was and it was me just me and Tom the whole time. Tom would write the idea, he'd give it to me, I'd do it. Were you guys just buddies before yeah. you were in comedy? Yeah, yeah. Did you know each other before you were both in comedy? No, no. I met him. We were both working with uh, another comic, uh, Jay Moore, and. I know Jay. Uh, yeah, and Jay walked in, and Tom was in the green room at the Bray Improv, and Florida State was on the uh, TV, and Jay didn't know Tom, and I didn't know Tom. And we walked in, and I was like, hey, you're watching Florida State? And he was like, I grew up in Florida. I go, I grew up in Florida. He goes, Florida State's my team. I said, that's my team. And he went, yeah, and he said, I have $100 on this. And Jay walked in, and he goes, you have $100 on a game, and you're a host? And Jay goes, yeah. And he goes, you're a fucking moron and walked out. And I go, hey, welcome to the tour. <laughs> and then just that that camaraderie of that ball busting between me, him, and Jay at the time. Tom and I got really, really close. And uh, and then and then you know and then yeah, we're like yeah. So you were both Florida State, not the University of Florida. That's the uh, Florida. Rival. Yeah, that's the rival. Yeah, I went to Florida State. Tom didn't go to Florida State. He went to some small college in North Carolina. Who are the Gators? That's University of Florida. Right. Did you do Greater Growl? I did the Gator Growl. I think I was at that. Were you? I think I was. Why would you be at that? that because be you still went to those. Like, especially, I think you did it in like 80. 
I did it like in, in the early, maybe 90. Maybe 90? Yeah, but but uh, it was the biggest audience I've ever played. It was uh, you know, 80,000 80, people, people. people in the stadium, and it was tradition to have a comic every year do it. Did you ever, well, you wouldn't do it, right? So I think I did, this sounds crazy, but I think I might have done Pow Wow. I did, I did Pow Wow, which is, I, I did that too, but the that was indoor. Indoor. Yeah, that was indoor. It's it's less. It's less. It's like ten thousand inside an arena. Inside an arena. So I did powwow this year. I think I did powwow. I'm not certain if I did or not, but I performed at homecoming at Florida State. But I don't think it was set up as powwow. But I saw Bobcat Goldthwait do powwow. I saw Adam Sandler do powwow. And 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 I, I want to say I saw you because we you would go. We would saw go. Me, you probably saw me at powwow. I probably saw you at powwow. Yeah. But we would go down to Gator Growl because they had big comics come on. Right. I want to say like. Uh, Carrot Top did it. Yep. Um, Cosby. Really? It was 80,000. It was such. Now I look back and I go. It's crazy. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I, How I, do you do that? How do you perform in front of 80,000 people? That That's. Um, it was it wasn't fun, but it's great to say that you did it. Yeah, you know it's not really fun because, and also it's really hard to to work the crowd. <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> you and Rose C. <laughs> I watched I watched uh, I watched Bobcat try to work the crowd, and and they just started yelling, "Play Freebird!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did the th whole thing with you with no shirt start? Uh, it started. I guess maybe like maybe 10, 15, 12 years maybe ago. I don't know really. I, what happened? But that's was, your signature. What happened was I would get on the road and I would, Thursday would be a bummer of a show for me. Because I would think Thursday night, you got a whole weekend ahead of you. you and, and especially if your numbers were low, you'd be like, oh, this is going to be a long week. And I would find that if I didn't do something to change my personality about that. I would all, I would almost bring that energy with me on stage. So I started ripping my shirt off and killing a beer on Thursday, ripping my shirt off, and then I'd throw it back on. And then I just started ripping my shirt off on every show. When I got on stage, I'd rip it off, kill a beer, and it made me giggle. I'd play uh, Ram Jam, Black Betty, yeah. and it would make me giggle. And I'd go, this is, uh, this, is, this is what it should be. And then one night, I was at the, I was at the Columbus Funny Bone, and I ripped my shirt off. I killed a beer, and... Um, <laughs> and I forgot to put it back on, and I just got in something interactive, and someone in the back, I went, oh, I haven't, I haven't put my shirt on. I went to put it on, and there's this woman in the back. She goes, keep it off. And so I kept it off. Sexy. I got off stage, and someone I really respected, a comedian I really respected, said to me, that's really impressive. You just did an hour with no shirt. He's like, imagine how those jokes would work if you had a shirt on. Like, that was distracting. And then I said, oh, what I'll do, because I'd heard that George Carlin before a special would grow a beard, because it was harder to be funnier with a beard than right before the show, especially shave it off. Because and then it was all of a sudden it was like swimming and in, in like in like uh, overalls, you know? Right. And so I was like, what I'll do is I'll do stand up on the road with my shirt off, and then when I go to a special and I put on a suit or a collared shirt, I'm gonna be a monster because I've been doing it shirtless all this time. And then I went to go do my Showtime special, and I realized, oh, I'm not really comfortable in a shirt. Like, I've, been, <laughs> I've been doing I, it's I, like I, a sweatpants yeah, game. Yeah, I was like, I'm really uncomfortable in a shirt, and. Showtime told me they were like, "Hey, I, I just giving you a heads up. I, we're doing two shows. You should do one in a shirt because I think that you're gonna want to do one in a shirt. You're giving people a reason to change the channel. Like when you rip your shirt off, there's a big swath of America that's gonna be like, oh, that's not what I'm interested in, and they're gonna change the channel. Everybody loves tits, and it doesn't matter <laughs> whose well, they are. I wish you could tell that to those people at Showtime that year because I had the lowest rated special they had ever done. No one watched it. It was it was like 
they give you a list of all their specials, and right. it was at the bottom. But then I, what happened is I, I, I took that machine clip. I took a bunch of clips from that special, and I posted them on Facebook. And the machine story went viral. And because I was shirtless, all of a sudden, that was like a marketing thing. Right. And so, like, I remember very shortly after that, I was at the airport, uh, the American Airlines Admirals Club, and a woman sat down next to me, and she goes, hey, hey, don't, I know you. And I was like, I don't think you do. She's like, where did you grow up? Where, I went to high school with you, right? And I was like, I went to an always Catholic high school. She was like, no, I know, I know you. How do I know you? The bartender's watching this. Then she just goes, oh, I didn't recognize you with your shirt on. And the bartender lit up like, what? She's like, you're Bert. And I was like, yes, I am. She goes, oh, my God, I love you. I, I, and I was like, oh, yeah. And now it's like, I remember when it started really popping and, like, I did my, I did my hey, big boy, no, secret time with my shirt off. And it did really well. And Segura called me laughing hysterically. And he was like, you are going to have to be shirtless until you're fucking 70. We're going to do something at the Mark Twain Awards. And you're going to be fucking 70 years old. And you're going to go, hey, guys, and rip your shirt off at 70. He goes, you got to be shirtless for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> you guys are uh, amazing together. And uh, the I can't remember what his name is. The director. I did this show. Um, um, what's the show? The Kardashian, the fake brother. Oh, Kirby. Kirby Jenner. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. the director of that shot something with you and Tom uh, where you thought it was a promo with just your, you did that, the video. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. What is that? No, not? no, 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 no. I, I remember it. He's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, did a, I did a dance video. So I did a dance video for $1,200. Um, I, I hired a, a teacher. And she taught me a hip hop dance. Yeah, I wanted. To, we used to do these sober October. Sober October was a big thing with me, Joe. What is that under? Because I'll put it. I'll put it up for a second. What? What is? Um, uh, how do I the the dance video? The Bert original one. Wow, maybe Bert. I, wow, Bert Kreischer. Wow. Yeah, put that up um, for just a second. So you were a pretty good dancer. I was amazed. Okay, this is the this is it. Is that it? That's that's it. the yeah. original one, right? That's it. So yeah, so, play yeah. that. Play that for a second, just so you can. You hired a choreographer. Hello? I hired a choreographer. We'll get rid of the. Uh, the ad i we used to do for for sober october every year we would do a challenge me joe ari tom we'd do a challenge whether it was hot yoga or or tracking our calories or tracking our heart rates this is my choreography that's the choreography Amazing. If you're watching okay. it on YouTube, you just got to see. You, you, it's amazing. So, so I, I said to the guys, "Hey, this next October, October, let's all get, let's all practice a hip hop dance, and then at the end of October, we'll all present our dances on YouTube, and people can vote who is the best dancer throughout the month." Right. And Joe's like, I don't, "I'm not doing that," and so I was like, "Okay," and but I really like the idea of learning a hip hop dance. I think they're really fun. I watch them online all the time. Right. And so, and I you hit, are a good dancer. I hit up this woman. I'm a judge. I know. D. D, I forget her name. D. D, I know her name. D, D, really good dancer. D, D. D, and I hit her up and I said, hey, I'm a big fan. My, me and my daughters will watch her dance. I said, can you teach me a dance? And so she taught me a dance and then I put my tour dates up at the end of it. It's $1,200 and I announced my tour with this video. Right. And it sold out every date immediately and then it's added shows and then I added like up to four shows in some markets. From the and dance. From one dance. Yeah, at the end, go scroll to the very end. 
and you'll see i i i'm i imagine yeah <laughs> okay i get it now yeah so at you the do? very end and so, show added and these are by the way venues. this is this is before that's this is the announcement we had shows added all of a sudden everything sold out and they're big some of them are big venues right oh Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah. did you have to dance to do the no. on these shows no no and so mm -hmm. I, I i posted it i sold out everything i sold out more shows i sold out uh, like more shows after that what's the biggest I, audience you played to uh, I don't know, 12,000 maybe. Yeah. And so multiple shows. So, yeah. And so then Tom mm -hmm. saw this video and everyone's like, I can't believe how good of a dancer Bird is. And Tom got livid. He was like, I'm, he's not a good dancer. I'm, he's like, I'm a really good dancer. <laughs> he's not a good dancer. So, Tom, Tom, is, and this is the thing, this is the difference between me and Tom. I take things, I, I like things to try it and get it done and, and see if it works and, and then be done. Tom likes to focus on things and, and really put effort into it, which it's, I mean, it's why his pot, it's why your mom's house and two bears, one cave are so big is if it was just me, Tom and I would do it out of our, our backyard by a trash can. Right. But Tom likes to really add, he likes to really I love that show. do things to the 10th degree. I wish you would have so called him. I wanted Tom's, to be on that show. Tom spent $60,000 on a music video. <laughs> I mean, pull up Tom Segura dance video, and and you'll see the difference in production. But tell them about how they got so. And then so but before we play it, this is I what... didn't know. I didn't know at all that he was doing a dance video at all. I just did my dance video, and I and I, and then it went viral, and I went great. And then Tom gets a director. He's hired a high end director. He's got a whole. He directed the Kirby Jenner. Yeah, yeah. That's how I met him, and I saw this. He had just finished it when it hadn't even aired yet when he showed me it. Yeah, it and was it, amazing. And he goes. And Tom says, hey, man, we want to do new promos for Two Bears, just like a new promo package at the beginning. Can you sit with this guy, Rami, I think is his name? Rami. And he goes, and he's just going to do some facial shots to you. And I was like, sure. So he's like, uh, so they didn't even put a mic on me. And I, I just didn't even notice. And I started doing all these promos. And then at the end of he the He thought video, they were, and he would tell you different expressions. He'd go, look sad. And I'd be like, oh. And he'd be like, look like, like, like you just got stabbed. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, look like, and they have. And you they, never questioned. I never questioned any of it. For Tom, your promo, for your show. Tom goes, I'm going to go run home real quick and I'll do, I'll go after you. I'll let you get out of here quick. I was like, oh, thanks. So I stayed for an extra 45 minutes. Tom just went home. He never right. came back. There was no promo. There was I no promo. I sat for 45 minutes doing facial expressions for a $60,000 competition video where I get stabbed in the end and my shirt says, machine. And then it's got a jar that says vodka. And it's what? like, and now watch this video. His, his video, his video. Mind you, <laughs> like, take a look at the production value. Yeah. It's he's got so hair this, makeup. This is a challenge to you. Watch. <laughs> they put his face on that guy. Yeah. That's his face from the promos. <laughs> look. Watch me. Watch. Fuck you, Bert. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, did you throw it? Oh, look, hey, look. That was crazy. But I was kidding. You're my best friend, and I love you. These are all the fa voice faces. I did all these faces. He doesn't Watch say me. He starts stabbing him. <laughs> That's my face. That's my real reaction to being stabbed. Now look, look at this jackass. Takes my idea and does the same fucking thing. And guess what? He added fucking third and fourth shows to every single one of those. So then, so then, so then here's here's where I bit myself in the ass. So now type in Bert Marching Band. So then all of a sudden my team says, well shit, with Bert's marketing ideas, we can really do bigger venues, right? Because right. he can so 
So I, I which one? So then I and then I just started doing that. I hire a marching band and I go. Twelve hundred bucks. Have them come to my house. This is the making. How come of... everything you do is twelve hundred bucks? <laughs> twelve hundred bucks. Twelve hundred bucks. Marching band shows up at my house, and so what? this is the pro. The, do the. That's it. That's it. I think this one. Yeah. yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Bert Kreischer, the Machine. Super excited to announce my 2020 Birdie Boy U.S. Tour. Presale starts right now. Go to BertBertBert.com and use the promo code BirdieBoy before general on sale starts this Friday. Let's give a little razzle-dazzle, boys! <laughs> your dates are going by. There's a marching band in your backyard. You're wearing a Speedo. How did this sell? Sold out everything within the first 30 minutes. So then what happened to that? What is so the well, answer? Then, well, and then, so then they're like, well, fuck, you want to do Red Rocks? And I was like, what's 10,000 seats? And they're like, yeah, you can sell it. I was like, but then I just come up with a video. So then fucking Red Rocks, I go. I'm like panicking, right? I don't yeah. have the video. I'm, I'm, I've sold like 5,000 tickets, like two months out. And I and I do my movie and I blow out my, my thing. So I go. What'd oh, you do? It, you, my, you hurt your, your elbow? I, I, I did a movie and I ripped all my tendons off my arm. So I had to go in for surgery and I go, I'm talking to the cardiologist the night before surgery and he goes, so I said, is there anything? He goes, do you want any music you want to go under to? I go, I can go under it. He goes, it should be fun, man. I said, I'll tell you what, can I not count backwards from 100? Can I just have my cell phone? I'm going to promote my Red Rock show and then you put me <laughs> under as I as the thing. And then, so Bert, type in Bert red rocks <laughs> and then that this is you going into real surgery going into real surgery uh i don't know where you'll find it it's you might might have to surge red rocks amphitheater promo. promo put red yes. rocks promo i'm going into surgery right now i just we're playing credence killer for revival perfect way to go under i have a great team around me i have a great team around me but what i want to tell you for real while I lay here on this gurney in panic, is Red Rocks, September 8th. I will be performing at Red Rocks. Get your tickets at burtburtburt.com. Jimmy Buffett's there the night before and the night after. I can't wait to do Red Rocks. I, I have invited my anesthesiologist. He's going to be attending. I love you guys. God bless. I'll see you on the other side. But it, so you, it's so you. I go into surgery, and I just grab my phone, and... I do one take and my nerve block falls in and my arm collapses. And I go, shit. So I grab it with the other thing. And now he's got me in. They're rolling me in. And I was like, as I'm laying here on this bed about to go under go under anesthesia and go into surgery, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared. There's one thing I want to tell you. Red Rocks, September 9th. I will be performing there the night before and after Jimmy Buffett. My anesthesiologist goes, I love Jimmy Buffett. And I go, you want to come? And he's like, I'd love to come. He's like, oh, yeah, great. And then he puts me under the phone, falls. <laughs> and then I posted it, sold out Red Rocks. It's like all, all you needed to do. All, Your I, life is a promo. Well, here's where I connect with you. So you guys were doing the podcast with Theo, and you made a, a comment. And she goes, I don't know if your dads are supposed to make that joke. My life is an open book, and I and I share everything, and and I always wonder like how that like when you do this with your daughter, because I I shared my daughter's period first periods on Conan. I shared when you say you shared them, yeah. You just uh, how old are your girls now? I don't know. 
Okay. <laughs> 15 and 17. So that's a more embarrassing, at 15 and 17, well, actually started from 14 to 22. This, this young lady hated- Not 22. 21? 20? No. 19? Until I went to college. She hated me. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. That's, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh my God. That's what I'm going through. So, so. My daughter hates you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate him, Jackie? I don't even know you. <laughs> I'll tell you, you want to know something crazy. No, but so, she hit, I ended up in therapy because of it. She uh, hated me. It was horrible. My, so my daughters, um, I've, I'm, I, I learn, I'm learning a lot <laughs> because my behavior when they mess up, my behavior of how they, how I reacted when they mess up, you know, like little typical kid stuff, sneaking out or whatever. My behavior, my reaction was up here. Yeah. So then I forced them into a paradigm where they had to then lie to me because well, that's, they were like, that's, they were like, what I, that's exactly, that was our life. Is the older one more mad at you than yes, the younger? Yes. Yeah, because you're learning. Uh, yeah, I'm the oldest. Okay. So the oldest one right now, there's my daughters. See, that's our Beautiful. Christmas card. Yeah, look, look how mad she is. She even, <laughs> that was me my whole life. Yeah. So um, so much so that she wouldn't even mention that I was her father. Do you know that? She had a girlfriend in her house once. At a, how old were you? Like, that six, was younger. That was younger. Uh, that's well, she lets people come to her house, and my well, oldest won't have her friends over to our house. She didn't. I only when he went on tour. When he went out of town, my friends came over. Yeah. Wow. Only that, when that, my mom's uh, home. That is an, a mirror to my family. Yeah. Well, your future is you're going to be doing a podcast with your daughter. <laughs> uh, she's my daughter. George is hilariously brilliant so smart and uh but i we're exactly the same she's yes she's, <laughs> she's not a she's not i mean when i went to the king's game with them that king's picture yeah um they they brought me over to do an interview and of right. course i ripped my shirt my shirt off and drank a beer and started banging on the glass going tarps off for the boys <laughs> and the hockey players are all laughing and it's a great great moment and then i get back and my daughter's like I gotta sit next to you for the rest of this game. Like you're the one who just ripped his shirt off, killed a beer, and sort of bet everyone's staring at us. And I was like, "Yeah, I know. What? What are you worried about?" She's like, "Like she doesn't." Is yeah, she, she date? Is she dating? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You really don't know. I really don't know. The 17 year old. I don't know. Are you, you okay? Know, you didn't know what I was doing. No, no. But did, did, does it scare you that she'd go out with? I, I don't. I. You know. I. I, I don't know. I haven't really thought much about <laughs> it. I, I kind of shut down. I shut down because I, I know that if she heard me talk, she is she's very litigious about what get, gets shared. Litigious? She has a lawyer? No, that's the way. Like, certain things she's not cool with me sharing. You just told me you shared her period. I did. Well, that's how I learned. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? I So Georgia, my oldest, when she got her period, it was very traumatic. She's a very sensitive child. So when she got her period, she realized her childhood was over. Right. And she wasn't ready for it to end that day. And she came in and to Leanne and, and started crying and said, I'm, I'm not ready to be a big girl today. Like, I'm not ready. I don't, I need a couple more days playing with dolls. I get that. And, and yeah, but well, because I, I, I get it. And, and I think it's a beautiful moment. And that's why I want to share a it. A beautiful with you. moment. Meaning, meaning like an, an, it's an insightful moment for a child to have upon the entry into womanhood. It's an insightful moment. So I want to share that with you. Because I think it's interesting and cool. It is. And, so, and, then it, and then it tags even better because Isla witnessed Georgia go through that and go, that shit's not happening to me. I'm not going to deal with it like that. So Isla got a period and she threw herself a period party. She, <laughs> Two different people called, come from the same home. She called me up. She goes, hey, uh, we." she told me when Georgia got her period, she got, Isla got in the pool with me. She goes, uh, just so you know, I'm not getting my period. 
And I was like, good luck with that. <laughs> and so then one day she called. She goes, it happened. I tried to stop it, Dad. It happened. They didn't tell me. Did yeah. you tell me when you got your period? No. No. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. George and then Isla was at school. And she goes, I need you to go to the store. And I'm Why is she calling you and not her mother? Uh, my, Leanne was out. They called the house. Leanne, Isla had gone to the, Isla had gone to the, um, to the uh, principal or whatever, the infirmary. She got a period, right? She goes to the infirmary or whatever the thing and says, hey, I need to go to my locker and get my go bag. My mom gave me a go bag. I got my period. And they're like, do you need to call the parents? Call the house. Called me. And I answered and she was like, she was like, uh, hey, we're just giving you a heads up. I got my period, but I need you to go to the store. And I was like, for what? And she goes, I need you to get a red velvet cake because I'm throwing a period party tonight. I was like, what the fuck is that? Red velvet cake. She goes, Dad, by everything red, we're throwing a period party. I'm fighting 10 girls and two boys. And I was like, what What are you talking about? What I, I wonder what the fuck's a period party? She goes, Dad, I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to name my period. Uh, we're going to have a party. Uh, all the girls know, but the boys won't know why they're there. And How do you she, choose the boys? Two boys, Max Carter. They were there. They don't know why they were there. I put it on Instagram. <laughs> I put it all on Instagram because it was fucking hilarious. It so is. I went and got a red velvet cake. I got spaghetti and meatballs. I got red Kool-Aid. I got red wine. I got everything red. Everything was red. Everyone wore red except for the two boys. And the boys were like, what the hell? why is everyone wearing red? And the girls were laughing hysterically. And then we brought out the cake, and she named her period Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th. And so... <laughs> these boys are like who the fuck is jason <laughs> and they're eating red velvet cake it's all over their faces <laughs> and the girls are crying laughing and and so i thought it was a brilliant story i think it's brilliant to share of how one sensitive insightful my poetic daughter georgia my, my one will be a writer versus my party animal isla who's like uh-uh fuck that i'm throwing a period party chip off the old block yeah. that one so i shared it on conan and and uh and without really thinking i i just it's it was a good story and, and i'm and the you know you're sharing it now oh yeah 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 well i put it on my special because i shared it on conan and then and they were like and i was like oh I, guys i talk about your period party you know how sometimes you'll tell a bit to your kids and go i talk about you in one of these bits and then you forget oh i talk kind of all over the map about you oh <laughs> shit and so i was like i talked about your period party on conan and i was like Wait, you talked about my period on Conan? And I was like, well, no, your period party. And she goes, that was my period. <laughs> I said, well, it, you're going to like it. It's good. Conan loved it. And then I tell it. And then she, her first reaction was, Georgia was like, why did you have to tell anything about me? And I was like, because you're, the fact that you were so sensitive about it highlights Isla's. We needed thing. you yeah. for the setup. You're the setup. You're kiddo. the leverage to the humor. <laughs> Without you, I can't do Isla. She just looks like a lunatic. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> Then Isla started watching, and Isla goes, she hits pause on the TV, and she goes, you're making fun of me. I said, no, I'm not. She goes, no, you are. You're making me look like I'm weird for doing this. And I go, hold on, baby, it is weird. Like, no, not a lot of people think this way. So I'm not making fun of you. I'm just highlighting that you're different. And I go, trust I'm me. I'm highlighting you're different. Yeah. I'm not making fun of you. And so. <laughs> That's another way of saying I'm making fun of you. They watched it, and it was kind of mixed. They were like, it was, it was cool. It's good. I'm glad. And then I'm the glad. next morning, I had 20 emails. And then the day after that, I had 120. And then the day after that, I had like 700. And the clip went viral, like 20 million views within the first week. And you sold out Red Rocks. And I, <laughs> no, but, but uh, little girls were having their parents hit my email and say, and the little girl would write the letter, this letters to Isla. Thank you so much for letting your dad share your story. Oh. My older sister was like Georgia. And we threw a period party last night for... And welcome Doug into our family. And so all the little <laughs> girls were naming their periods. And then Isla read these and was like, oh, this is a good thing. And I said, yes. The whole time I thought it was good. 
And I thought it should be shared because if George is going through that, you other are the, going the that. most amazing backpedaler. You really you are. It. Yes. You nailed it. <laughs> that you is, nailed it. It is good. It is every good for the young story, women. Every one of my stories is me talking out my ass about something and then someone going like, like I guarantee you, Theo Vaughn and Brett Ernst will be like, I don't want to be attached to that show we did. Stop telling people about it. But, but, I, but it's going to sell. You I know now it's going to sell I, again. I, 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 I don't think before I talk. I just talk. And that's why you're as big as you are. <laughs> and that's why now you're the face of women empowerment everywhere. Well, you know what's so funny? Is I went, I did, I did that period party story on um, in Australia. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Like the big Australian news show. Uh -huh. They came in and they, they asked me, you, your daughter's through a period party. And I told it. And one of the men, an older white man on the show, uh, very, was very disapproving. And he, was, and he chastised me on air. And he was, and he basically said, "Women don't, women aren't supposed to speak about their periods." And the feminists rose up. I was in Australia doing a tour, and feminists were like, "Fuck you!" And it, and it was like all of a sudden I was faced with feminism, where I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I've never have been ever. I'm not the best for that. <laughs> but all these women are like, "Yes, Bert, you keep, yes, King or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Bert, you do, you change the world. For, I change the world for women. Yeah, it is amazing. I always thought it was amazing anyway. The whole period thing." It's interesting the parallels. I bet that uh, the dynamics. Oh. How do you feel about putting period blood on your face? <laughs> I'm for it. For like, to, like under my eyes, for the bags under my eyes. You know, you, the fact that's that it, you're not. You can't just stop there. Why? No, I'm stopping there. I'm no, wait. Oh, no, I want to hear. No, that's we, it. We had a. She brought up a couple of podcasts ago. There is a woman <laughs> out there. You want to? You want to pull that up? The woman is it on Instagram? What is it on? I don't think we should explain it. Yeah. There's a woman who says that it's very healthy. I'm oh, fascinated I'm, I'm by. For it. <clears throat> I'm, I actually think it is female empowerment, to be honest with you, even to talk about that. I, I talked about it at, at one point in my act, the fact that, can you imagine if it was, if it was normal, if it was, if our nuts bled once a month. Wait, yours don't? <laughs> a little. No, but, but if our nuts were bleeding, wouldn't you, you wouldn't go out. No, no, no. No, I, it would be a, that would be traumatic, right? I had a friend who had herpes, and he was telling me what herpes was like, and I was like, I didn't think it would be that bad. Oh my god, that just scared the shit out of me. I would love some Kool Aid. Oh, creepiest fucking thing in the world. Kool Aid? No, no, no. The 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 body outfit. That's uh, Cindy. Cindy it looks like a sex doll. But but this is the, the Kool Aid. It's Cindy. I love Kool Aid. He loves Kool Aid. Kool Aid. We know that. Tropical peach. No, not peach. Where did we get Kool Aid? Cherry. Pardon me. Oh, really? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> but I was talking about. You know, don't you find it fascinating that women are bleeding from their groin area, yet they the, the, life just continues. They throw parties and they uh, like we wouldn't. We're I think wusses. Women, no. women are. Whoa! She puts it all over her face. Yeah. Look yeah. there. She is. And she speaks about it in a way. She actually she contacted like... us about being on the show. That's why you were talking about periods. She puts it on, and she's serious about it. Play, give him a little. Uh, I context. haven't seen this video. Oh, this is a different one. Yeah. If you've never been here before, my name is Brett Lynn. Hello, I'm a self-study entrepreneur, and I'm going to be opening up about self-love. So an entrepreneur. She's an entrepreneur. Oh wait die on the news hold on and i'm hold sure on, hold on how did she get her how did she get she what uh, where is that whole bowl filled with period blood yeah. yeah yes it depends whose period blood it is no it's her own 
Oh, 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 she's, it's her own period. Blood. Yeah. Right. Okay. Doesn't that Why make sense? Why not to get someone else's, obviously? Right. I would, it would, I, there's a, I bet there's a lot of women I'd be like, yeah, I'm into that. Like, like Charlie's Theron, if she was like, she was like, hey, you want to cover your face with my period blood? I'd be like, I'm fine with that. But then there's some women that I'd be like, I'm going to hard pass on that. Like, there's a lot of women. I guess it's, you know, it's Jennifer fair. Aniston. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You want to do it for me? I got to right. pass on all of them. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. No. Yes, but good, you know, I can good tell. Good question, Jackie. <laughs> You you do you you tell true stories in your yeah. comedy. You, your, yeah. your act is based on truth, right? Yeah. I can't do that. I cannot do that. I I'm not good at that. Although one time, I was driving in Hollywood and I I got to a red light and I stopped at a red light and this black uh, SUV uh, pulled up right next to me at the red light and across the intersection another black SUV rolled up and stopped. At the red light. You want to finish the story later? <laughs> Who are you saying call? You could talk to me. What? We were just saying call. we have a bunch of submissions about prank calls we could make. He doesn't like prank calls, he, he said. Oh, I you. found out with you. I love to remember. <laughs> oh, you want to do one? Remember, remember when? Remember? <laughs> oh, yes. Remember we? I, I was like, I don't like prank calls. You're like, really? And then we ended up. No, we ended it. And that's, and, the, and that's what, that's what yeah. we did. So uh, these are. Um, um, because a lot of these people saw me on your podcast yeah. and we said that you were coming in, they had prank ideas for you and me to do. I love that. Do you want to see what yeah. they are? Okay, so this is a, somebody named Tillman. Uh, I use in everyday life. Whenever I hang up uh, customer service, I always say I love you to see what they do. Also, when canceling something. Oh, can I, I, can say, I tell you a great prank call? Yeah. Uh, call a number. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, I've, I've done this in real life. I had an uncle, Timmy, uh, very old when I lived in New York, and I would call him every Thursday because he, he was a, very old. He was an alcoholic. And then one day I called, and uh, and they it was a regular phone number and, and for like a landline, mm -hmm. and they said he was he was dead. Oh, that's funny. They told, no. That's funny. Oh, is that, it's not finished? <laughs> and then I, kept, I would just keep calling. I would keep calling every week. One, and then I forgot. Then like the next week later, I called again, and as it was ringing, she answered. I went, "Oh, I forgot he was dead." And then, so you're saying I Timmy her, was her, the alcoholic? I made her say it again. I made her say she was. I was like, hey, "I was calling for Timmy," and she goes, "Oh, you haven't heard?" And I was like, "Ah, let her tell it to me, to me again." Yeah. But <clears throat> call up people's number. We're dead. And say, say, uh, hey, are you, like call up. That's, it was really morbid. I don't know why I came up with this thought. No, it's okay. It sounds, sounds great. We we've never done it. Someone who's dead's number and ask for them. Okay, do you have any <laughs> numbers of dead people on you? Sadly, I do. I don't know where Timmy, should we call Timmy? Uncle Timmy? Let's do that. I you wonder, do have a, I, dead people? Wait, let me understand this. You're going to call up people <laughs> is, who have By the way, this was a lot better when I thought of it. It's not as good relatives. as I pitch it. It sounds really horrible now that I'm pitching you. it. No, no, no. no it's is not bad. John there. John right, is let's dead. Let's call Ralphie's number. That's the... Ralphie the comedian. Ralphie May. Let's ask for Ralphie. Okay. Person's going to answer. Who's, but who's answering? It's not a wife, is it? Someone's got... You don't know someone's but got that number. where's the humor there? I don't see... We're going to see. You don't know. A prank call could go sour. Let's call We're Ralphie's. Okay, Let's here, call here. Ralphie's. Plug it into this. Ralphie would enjoy this bit. Plug. He's dead. He's uh. Ralphie May was a great. So anyway, comic. there I was at the intersection. No, well, don't say it out loud. Here, just he's plug dead. it in here. I, I, I know. Plug this into your phone and dial it. <laughs> oh, hold on. Plug this in, and we can hear. And you'll dial it, and then sit back. Let the phone. No, nope. <laughs> it doesn't. Here, 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 here. Ring. You got my phone. Okay, there. That's Ralphie's number. Okay. Like, is this a horrible idea? I Maybe. Think it's a I'll good tell you, idea. I don't know. I'll we call you. Ralphie's old number and see if Ralph, I mean, see if they know that it was Ralphie's old number. But wasn't he married? 
Yes. Oh, we do not want to be calling his ex-wife right no. now. No, no, that's not. That's that's fine. That's just one of his bat lines. Okay. What does a bat line mean? It's a, it's a, a burner. What do, what do I press here? Just press the number. No, but there's something coming Have someone up. else. Is this a lightning adapter connection, a pair of headphones? No, right? Yes. Or other yes. Headphones? This doesn't work. Yes. Just call yes. people that aren't home. It's close. It's close. <laughs> All right. We're calling people who are... Are you going to ask? The yeah. number you are trying to call is not reachable. PPS 6180. Oh, did they shut your phone number off when you die? <laughs> All right, call the, I don't know. I haven't done this a lot. One. Call the other one. Call the other one. Yeah, another dead person, no, you know? Ralphie. No, there's another Ralphie. number no, on there. Oh, oh. Another Ralphie there? number. There's not Call another Ralphie dead. number. And why are you surprised number. that once somebody dies... I got dies, Patrice's number, too. Yeah, oh, we got Patrice's number, too. There's not another number. No, 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 no. Go, go back to the contacts. Yeah. Okay. See Ralphie Batline? Yeah. Yeah. Want that uh, one? Yeah. You got Patrice... So did, uh, and why are you died, If you die, do they not give your number to another They don't give your number the out. The person you are trying to reach is not They're accepting dead. calls at <laughs> Wait, hold on. The person <laughs> you're trying to reach is not accepting calls. They're wait, dead. wait, wait, wait. Can why are you so Okay. Well, why are you so I, surprised that you can't get in contact with dead people? No, 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 no. But the point is, it's just a number. Like, it gets recycled. Ralphie's been dead for a while. You'd think they'd go put it back in the system, and then someone gets that number. Nick Swartzen got rid of his phone number. And then someone got Nick Swartzen's phone number. You ever heard the story? Nick really Swartzen's alive. No, but Nick Swartzen got, he got a new phone number, right? So right. he got rid of his old phone number. Right. And then his old phone number went back into the system. Some guy moves to LA, gets a new phone number, and he gets Nick Swartzen's new old phone number. Right. And he gets a text from Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you interested in going to a party tonight? It's Paris. Mm-hmm. The guy's like, first week in Hollywood. He goes, I can't believe this is Paris. He's like, sure, who's this? She goes, ha, 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 Nick. It's Paris. You have an, and he goes, great. Can you add Doug Smith to the party also? She goes, of course. So this guy, this new guy from, this is a story, it's in the news. Every, everyone knows it. This guy starts going to parties as Nick Swartzen because he's got Nick's old phone number. <laughs> he went with the Paris Hilton. He, he went, had his it, name on the phone. You know what? You can type in. You have gotten rid of your phone number now no, twice. No, uh, no I, I, because I wouldn't give it to anyone. Because I didn't want anyone to mess. No, with I'm it. saying call your old number and see if someone else has it, and they're you now. No, I. That's my whole point. Once that happened to Nick, I did. I wasn't going to put that back in the system. I didn't want people. To he just start, stopped using the number. I stopped he using the number. I kept the phone. Uh, he has. I, yeah, yeah. So wait, because I'm being serious about this. Does so when you die, they don't put your phone number back in the system. They retire it. A lot of things happen when you die, and that's one of them. I don't. They retire your phone number. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what happens when you die, let alone to your phone. I mean, do you know what happens when you die? Do you believe in life after death? Like, and that you could take calls. They used to. The Celtics used to believe in. uh, They were like the hardest warriors ever, ever, and they believed in. Oh, you're not talking about the NBA team. No, 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 no. The the Celtics, maybe is how you say it. But they were taken over by Napoleon, or not Napoleon, uh, uh, Julius Caesar, Caesar, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, good story. The fuck are you talking about? Sorry, I was trying to sound smart, and I realize how dumb I am. <laughs> I don't know what I believe in. I'm, I, I, it keeps me up at night. It wakes me up in the morning. Are you afraid to die? I'm, I'm more afraid to die than anything in the world. More afraid to, of death. I, I think about it. I was having sex with my wife, and I looked, and, <laughs> and I looked in her eyes, and I thought those will be the last eyes I see when Did, I die. Wait, you thought you were fucking your wife so hard that you thought you were going to die? No, I just looked in her eyes, and I thought it's crazy. I, I'm looking in these eyes right now. I look in these eyes a lot, and these will also be the last eyes I see as I die. I'll be looking into her eyes. Is that how you hold back from coming fast? Yeah. (laughs) And then I came. Oh, (laughs) Jesus, I'm dying. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm I'm terrified of death. I'm legit terrified of death. No, so am I. I lie lie awake at first. Everybody's terrified of death. No, a lot of morons aren't. A lot of morons aren't. My dad. My dad's like, buddy, when you go, you go. 
your biggest fear of dying is what? That, that, that they're going to give that, away your phone number? No, that, that it's all. Well, I, now I'm worried about my phone number. <laughs> I, I didn't know they retired phone numbers. That's kind of cool. I don't think they do. Do you, do you know anyone that's passed that we can, that it's cool that we call? For them to do that, it would have to be somebody <laughs> who doesn't. Who does the job? Does anybody know any dead people we can call? I got Patrice's number. Let's call it. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Okay. They changed it. He took it out of your phone when he died. No. Who else do I know is dead? Yeah. Mm. Let's go over. Oh, the you want to do uh, dead people? We want to call dead <laughs> <No>. people? <laughs> Pranks are always better. <laughs> when, <laughs> Wait, hold on. This is a great <laughs> Is it? <laughs> What's going on? He's enjoying it. I said he wanted to do a prank call, and now he's going through a list of dead people. Do you know of any alive <laughs> celebrities you could call? And tell what them about they're dead? Tom? Tom Segura? No. 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 But we don't. My grandma. Yeah. Let's find your grandma. Let's call somebody dead. Right. He's right. He's stuck once. Uh, once he decides. Once Bert decides. He. <laughs> but wait. Wait. Does it, not anyone know anyone that's dead that we can try calling? Nobody has any. Friends. No one wants to. We tried to. two of Ralphie's numbers, and they both turned out. Like who, we've had people. I think that's more amazing to you than it is to anybody <laughs> yeah, else. Wait, wait, but I'm just. I thought when you died, your number went back into the system, and then I thought. You'd be a poem, a period of time when you got a new number, people would be like, Is Rick there? And you're like, No. And they're like, Well, hold on, this is Rick's number. And then you'd have to go, No, Rick must be dead, man. And then there'd be like a, a month where you'd be explaining to people that Rick passed. And then you'd have this connection with Rick because you got Rick's old number. You know what I mean? No, we do. We do. Yeah. We Make do. Up seven I, that kind of happened. They don't have to die, but All I'll right, tell here you. Here we go. My buddy, I, my buddy uh, Croy has pa been passed for a while. Okay. I don't know Croy. if he'd enjoy this bit, but I'm going to try crawling. I've always wanted you, to call his number. How many dead people do you have in your phone? A lot. In your contacts? Let's see. And you can't contact any of these people no. because right. nothing happens after you die. Here we go. You just die. Oh. A lot happens. If it, I can just do it like this. Okay, you're on speaker. It's not even ringing. The phone's dead. The phone died. <laughs> we don't even hear ringing. Yeah, it's not even ringing. Wow. They retire numbers. And they retire numbers. No, I, can't I don't think. They, they, don't they retire numbers. Retire no, numbers. That would I don't have think. to mean that somebody I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. Oh, yeah. They, that couldn't, they couldn't retire numbers. No. That would be impossible, right? There's too many it's people It's not die. like the NBA yeah. where they put your sweater up on the wall. They put your phone number up. <laughs> but they up retired the... both of Ralphie's numbers. What? Well, Ralphie was well, a big star. Do you think at AT&T they're hanging his phone number up on the wall at the AT&T arena? <laughs> this was the phone number of the great Ralphie May. Nobody else is getting this phone number ever again. That would be and, cool if you got your number retired after you died. Well, I, I, would want, I, would want, I, would, I would like to die, and then I want my phone number to go right into the system. And I want, I want someone. I should give my phone number to a fan, maybe. That's and a good then, idea. And then, because then, I love that. People, my friends can. I, I want to give it to like. I give it to you times. have given your phone number to fifteen fans, but they're told not to share it. <laughs> and then, and then they get to tell people because there'll be people. It's Bert there, and then you got to go. Hey, man, I'm so sorry to tell you. Bert's dead. Bert's dead. And they'll be like, Oh, how did it happen? There's like a shark attack. Well, why don't we just call a fan and tell them that uh, that somebody's dead? Some kid, some kid texted me this morning and said. Uh, said uh hey man i just want you to know this is on my old phone mm -hmm. just want you to know i love you you're not fat you're a beautiful person and i <laughs> and i and i replied to him and realized i just gave him my fucking phone number again so let's call him can we call him uh yeah it's facetime let's facetime him all you've my, got to press record on it so i can put it on the uh, on the show all my facetimes go to like for whatever reason do you know how to record it I pull it down from the the bottom right i can give you my Top. phone yeah, I will give you the phone, and then we'll, we'll use it. Yeah, screen record, and then also plug in. I will plug in. Cool.
Here, give it to Here's me. What's your dialing? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't have it. Oh, he died. I, no, so close, so close. <laughs> there's a guy that there's a guy that's called me so much, mm -hmm. and I've talked to him so much, yeah. but I've saved him, so I know who he is when he calls. The story <laughs> leading up to this call is really boring, so the phone call is going to be boring with pictures. <laughs> and he's alive. And he's alive. great. On my we podcast, we have the chance that he's dead. We <laughs> hopefully he's dead. Let's call him. Let's call him. <laughs> Let's call him. Oh. I got my fingers crossed oh. that he's no longer with us. Oh my God. And they've given the number to somebody else. Or that they haven't given the number to somebody else so that his daughter, because you said he has a daughter, but wouldn't it be great to this? say she could, it would be so great if the answer was my father died, <laughs> right? That's what you're looking for. That's the prank call you want. Call him. Call him. Here, you call him. I will. Just dial it's it. It's right here. It's right here. Just, it's FaceTime. Press, uh, just FaceTime. Press FaceTime. Here we go. Whoa. Oh, shit. oh, he's getting my new fucking phone number now. Really? <laughs> he may not answer. He'll answer. No, that's not record, oh. Dad. You're setting a timer. Oh, it unplugged. <laughs> this is record. That's funny that he wouldn't answer my phone call from a new number. Dad, he's <laughs> setting a timer. So there I am Wait. at the intersection, and, and a black SUV comes. <laughs> Towards the the same black SUV yeah. that's on my driver's why it, side. Why isn't it plugging in? Because your case is not letting this. Plug oh, just in. take it out of its case. We take it out of its case and dial it again. <laughs> I can't believe that guy would FaceTime me and expect me to answer a number I don't know, but he won't do the same. Because he's yeah. normal. <laughs> I, I can't help it. I, I I. Why would you answer a strange number? Because you're afraid that that's, you're, that's, uh, you're... You sound like my wife right now. That's the whole point of a phone. Is She goes, she'll times the phone will ring, and she'll go, I don't know who this is. I go, that's why they, that's why they, it rings. Let me take a guess. Is your extended warranty all paid up? Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine <laughs> it is. You've answered every... Are, are we calling? No, I don't, I can't. Just recall. Go, I can't. We can't. You, you, you got to... For face ID or your yeah. code. <laughs> that would be something horrible to do at a funeral. It's what? just be like... Why is everybody As, dead I don't with know, your stories? I, now this is, just to put the face in the phone cast, guys. Just I needed his face for his face ID. <laughs> Getting his stealing the guy's phone because they don't transfer the phone numbers. So if you took his phone and you you put uh, the uh, iPhone over the corpse, you can get into his numbers. Dude, we uh, yeah, I, that's not happening. I don't like What's going on? What's going on? You know you've gained weight when your face recognition doesn't recognize you anymore. Okay, but call the last call. Your your face recognition is not working. I can't oh, there believe he would not answer no, no, this phone screen call. Card. He's got to answer now. Now he's got yeah. to know it's me. How will he know it's you? Because who else does he FaceTime with? He might be, he might be on <laughs> the phone. Segura. You think he's Here the he only? Is. Oh wait, PJ. Hi. Hello. No, leave a message. It's not. You can't leave a. You can leave FaceTime messages now. No. no. You could leave a voice be. message. But why isn't he answering? Maybe because it's FaceTime. He might be naked somewhere. He probably thinks Bert gave my phone number out. He doesn't know this phone number. Oh, he thinks it, you're... It, it, this is... Yeah, this is a guy that wouldn't want his phone number shared. You're right. okay with sharing your number. No, I'm not. Not anymore. No, I know. This is... Uh... I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of blown away by the dead people thing. Yeah. Am I the only one that is this overwhelmed by it? Yeah, but I don't the, think. It's, I don't the think... fact that you can't get dead people on the phone or even real live fans is a whole. Yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. All right, and this is really the last fifteen minutes of this podcast. It's yeah. so fucked. It's so bad, but it's good in a way. 
You can't get anybody on the phone. I think that the key is you have to start calling them right when they die. Yeah, right when they... Do you know anybody who died in the last two days? No? Does anybody know any... Timing is... Why don't we call the hospital? Let's call the ICU. Let's call the ICU and we'll say, who's the guy that just died yesterday? I got to know Can more I talk dead to people. Him? What? I got to know more dead people. No, you don't. No. Isn't yeah, it better yeah. than that? Well, I don't know. That's a great question. Well, what would you rather know? More dead people or more alive people? Because if you know more dead people, that means you've lived a full life. If you know more alive people, it really? means you're next. Really? If you know more dead people, it means you were in a fucking cult. You like Kool-Aid. <laughs> You know, and I would imagine any one of those people that drank the Kool-Aid knew. By the way, this isn't the Kool-Aid I like also. I like the 10-calorie serving packets. Like, I got mocked for drinking a gallon of Kool-Aid a day. I wasn't in drinking a gallon of, like, soul food Kool-Aid. Soul food Kool-Aid is, like, really sugary. I was drinking the little prepackaged. Healthy. Yeah. The healthy Kool-Aid. This Kool-Aid is exponentially better than, this is soul food Kool-Aid. Yeah. You guys ever been to a soul food restaurant and got Kool-Aid? No. Uh, it's the best Kool-Aid you'll ever get in your entire life. And You've done so many things that a lot of people haven't done. How we have done a lot of things. No. For a guy with a, as many fears as I have, yeah. it's kind of astounding. No, I but you're think- eating, you go to uh, soul food restaurants, drink your Kool-Aid, call dead people every week. I mean, what yeah. you do in the course of outside of your uh, illustrious parties. career, period yeah. party, do you your know kids. Who, do you know who you want speaking at your funeral? No. You, don't, you haven't thought this through? You've thought it through? Oh, come on. Of course. Yeah, he's how looking old, at his wife's how old eyes you? during... 49. And uh, do you, uh, is your family, uh, is it family history? Are your parents alive? Yeah, no, I have a cardiologist. I go to a cardiologist every nine months. Why? Because I, my history of strokes and blood uh, heart attacks. So that's the thing that's going to get me. So I'm on blood pressure medicine. I do the stress test, the CT. I do all of it to make sure that I'm healthy. And you've I, already hired a speaker for the no, eulogy? I, no, but you haven't thought out your funeral? Do you no. want a funeral? Um, Wait, hold on. I don't want to die. Okay, but, but you, like, I've thought it out. I was thinking for my 50th. Yeah, I might do a mock funeral. Does it, did you see that on Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Yeah, for really did that. Albert Brooks had a Albert Brooks, and I think it was the first episode this season. Albert Brooks decided to have a funeral before because you want to hear people say nice things yes. about you. Why are they saying all these nice things when you're gone and you can't hear it? So he was upstairs in his bedroom, and they invited everybody, and they had speakers. It was on the. But you should. Who do you want to speak at your funeral? Well, I want. Do you want me to? Uh, I would love for you to. Would you, I mean, you'd, you'd, be, I, I, you'd be a nice get. I would. I, I don't <laughs> want to. And, and I'll tell you right to your face. I, I'm turning it down. I don't want to speak at your well, funeral. Well, did you ever hear Patrice's funeral was apparently amazing? Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone, like, they said that, that the people that went up and spoke, it was one of the most amazing experiences anyone was at. And you go, well, I want, I want my kids. I guess my kids don't really give a fuck their dad's dead. But, like, I want... I, I want my life to be celebrated. I like because yeah. a lot of my. Well, I went to Bob Saget's. That was pretty amazing and sad, and the people that spoke at it yeah. were uh, amazing and funny and touching. And I don't know, but who's that for? I mean, Once we're dead, who's it for? It's for the. I think it's for your kids, right? Like, do you care? Like, it, do would you want your dad to have a funeral? Do you want yes. who do you want to speak at my dad? I don't my know. Funeral? I hate even talking about it. No, or but honestly, it. Jackie, when I die, who do you want to speak? <laughs> I don't want to think about Bert. it. Well, hold on. Now, hang on. You got to think about it because think about it this, right? Yeah. Hypothetically, you know who your dad's been close with in comics. What, like, like if, if I got up on stage to talk to your dad's funeral, but you'd be like, hold on. He doesn't even fucking know my dad. No. Like, yeah, right? I wouldn't. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that. I think oh, I would I appreciate. Would. No, I would appreciate anyone who had 
kind words or that he's touched in some but way. Even, to or even beyond that, if I was dead, if uh-huh. I was dead, even though you were sad and Bert came up, I know what you would do. You would uh-huh. go, oh, tell the period party story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to get my mind off the fact that my father just died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like right? you'd want, you'd want, you'd want like, uh, I don't know. I, I thought about that. I definitely know that my funeral is going to be on a, a Tuesday. Okay. Because all the comics are in town. Okay, good. I, I'm not going to have a fucking Sunday funeral. No one's going to show up. It's no, Tuesday. you're right. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a tough day. Tuesday, good idea. Through. We got this plan. Yeah, I want to do it. Uh, I would like to do it at like the Greek. Wow, yeah. nice venue. Yeah, like that a, is really Hollywood nice. Bowl. To make sure they're full there, you want to make a video now? Like just, you don't have to release it until then. I got a great idea. I know a guy who's got a hologram machine. I wouldn't be shocked to see me pop up out of the casket go when i was 22 years old i got involved with the russian mafia here's how it happened that's how my that's how my funeral ends that's how my funeral ends that's how my funeral ends i do have a hologram machine here in the studio after we do this podcast we'll make a hologram of you for the funeral for the funeral and i just pop up i rip off my shirt and i go guys it's not over when i was 22 years old i got involved with the russian mafia here's how it happened the crowd goes nuts right and i tell the whole machine story I love oh. that. Oh, oh my if, god! What if I? 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 What? What if I recorded a message to be played at my funeral for my family? That's never happened. As a I hologram. Love, I love that. As a hologram. As a hologram. Oh my god, that's so touching. If you're seeing this, I'm dead. Okay. You don't start. That's a, that's a little morbid. But you're like. But they know it. It's the audience. That's a little morbid. We're no. talking about your funeral. No, go ahead. What are you saying? Be, but that part I love it. I, if nothing business, else, this might be a business model. You sh- yeah. No, I'm not, serious. I would, love speak, I would love to speak at my funeral. If, if, if nothing else, we could play <laughs> this would, episode of Mike podcast at your funeral. I would love to. I would love to speak at my funeral. I would love to speak at my funeral. Uh, we Can all you, miss Bert. Here's <laughs> Howie Mandel does stuff. This is from. <laughs> No, he wants a episode of fifty-one. Speaking, he wants don't a- you want? Wouldn't it? Like, wouldn't? What if you just said passing words to the people you loved at your funeral? They didn't know about it, right? All of a sudden, the holocom comes up, and you're like, "I'm gonna cry." This is a great idea. Go ahead. And you're like, "What's up?" Every- I, I want to thank everyone for showing up. Uh, I just want to say things to the people that affected me in life. And you go through, and you're like, "Tommy, um, I my my life." was enriched and blossomed my security my financial security because of you you were a great friend i will always love you i and, and just go tom, through it tom just, segura yeah, yeah oh yeah oh, he, yeah. i talked to my dad last night about tom for an hour and i got really emotional i talked about when my dad is getting older and we were talking about friends and how they affect you and how you know you know i was talking about joe and tom and how they've really affected my life in so many amazing amazing ways and so um and it would be great to do at your funeral is to let everyone know how you felt about them, and and because then shouldn't that's you do that ahead of time? For. No, but you may you may get caught off guard. You, you this is just a safety catch. Mm-hmm. This is just a thing that you can have. Just, you told uh, Joe and Tom how I've you told, feel about. I've actually told both Joe and Tom recently. Recently, uh, I have actually I haven't told Tom. I kind of have maybe a little bit. You want to call him and tell? You want to right call now? him and tell no. him what you think of him? No, because you might die on Tuesday. Yeah, but I just record a hologram and send it to him. <laughs> you don't want to phone him? How, hey, can we do surprise holograms when you're dead? And it goes to your front door, and you hear a knock on the door, and then the whole machine's set up, right? And then they're like, who the fuck is it? And it opens, but I'm already dead. I've been dead a week, and I'm like, hey, buddy, I want to talk to you. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like to catch a predator, but with dead people. <laughs> <laughs> that is so brilliant. It's, that is it's a great idea, right? How long have you known, uh, who have you known longer, Tom or Joe? Tom. Oh, I've known Tom longer. Wow. 
Yeah. So it's good that you have good friends. They're like your brothers. Do you have brothers? And no, I don't. I've always wanted brothers, uh, but I, uh, I think I've always, I've always. You have a sister? I have two sisters. And yeah. What, what do they do? One does something with yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Some, one does something in the entertainment business, and another one does another thing. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I don't really listen all that well. Like I, I, my sister just told me what she did, but she works for a company. I'm sure she doesn't want me to name the company, but. Uh, do you find I, that the people around you are really upset with you talking about them? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you can't I'm, even mention, what does she do in entertainment? Uh, is, she, is she an executive? She, yeah, she's an executive. Have you worked with her? Uh, no. Are you asking or telling me? I'm asking, I think. I know. Would you she's not gotta, know your sister if you were working with her? No, I, I, no, I, I don't know. She, I think I will be working with her, but I don't know. She works, She. I don't know. I can't tell. I don't want to say it because like, I talk trash and people know our last names but like she ran into my agent the other day mm -hmm. and one of my agents over at uta and she was like oh i think my brother's over at uta she's like who's your brother she's like burt kreiser and she was like hold on your brother's burt kreiser she was like yeah and she's like oh my hold on so i, I think because i'm shirtless and i drink a lot and i talk shit and i you're incredibly you know, successful i know but i don't In know if everyone wants to be associated with me all the time oh i think like my daughter doesn't like my daughter my daughter that's every daughter though that's every young my daughter girl. didn't want doesn't I, i'm not allowed to say where she wants to go to college like she doesn't want to she doesn't want to be she wants to go to college i think she would change her name if she could just to be regular like, i didn't put his name on my applications yeah yeah and well it kind of it's heartbreaking because you work so hard to build a career that you're proud of see you know you don't know what it's like to be <clears throat> a broke dad i remember being I, I was talking about this last night with my dad i remember being a broke dad going to school to a place called the sunshine shack with georgia and isla and there were successful dads there billy crudup was a dad there ian gomez nia vardalos like a, a fred savage they were all dads there and i and uh jay chendasekar they were all dads there and moms there and i remember going in there feeling like a loser because i because I would I would watch everyone pull up in Range Rovers and stuff and and then be like and and we wanted a good education so we paid for it but I remember it's crazy I wish I had known then what I know now because I remember feeling like a loser and, and then going for Christmas presents so you work hard so you can establish a life for your kids so that they can get all the things they want and then you go to buy your daughter a car for her 16th birthday and she's like I'm not I don't want that car I don't want to look I'm not a rich kid dad and you're like well no but it's a good car That's and the same she's like conversation we had yeah. And she's like, I don't want that. I'm not driving to school in that. Everyone's going to be like, oh, great. Her daddy bought her a BMW. And I'm like, that's a great fucking <laughs> car. That's what I that's bought what her. That's what happened to us. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, yeah. it's exactly. Like, You're talking about up. our life. I wanted a pickup. That's what Georgia got. <laughs> yeah, I wanted a pickup. And I bought her a BMW. And, he, and I was. <laughs> we live like parallel lives. I mean, I, I got it. This is insane. It is insane. Because I'm going through it all right now. Oh, it's and horrible. like And like, you know. It gets easier. I promise. You just have to wait it out. Do you want to hear something really hilarious? Huh? So we we do this trip. I, me and the girls are going to do this trip. And and uh, and I and I and I'm sitting with Leanne and I'm I had a drink. And I said, I'm going to I'm going to uh, Georgia's and, and the Isle are flying out. And I want to let them know. It was when I was doing Red Rocks, as a matter of fact. Right. And I said, I want. I'm going to reach out to Georgia and I want to set, let her know that I'm trying harder, that I understand I'm frustrating. I understand my shortcomings. I understand all of them and that I will work harder to be a better dad and that nothing's her fault, that it's, it's me, uh, that I've created this. It's a very heartfelt uh, message. I'm crying at the end of writing it, right? And I'm like, I go show it to Leanne. She goes, send it. So I send it to Georgia and my phone is saved as Georgia, my favorite daughter. That's what she saved her number as. I've since changed it. Well, oh, 
You have no idea. So no. we have. She has a sister. She always puts it into my thing as my favorite daughter. I'm this the is favorite. The, I'm the favorite child. I say. Oh not my favorite yeah, because we have a son too. Yeah. yeah, he's right there. Yeah, but she always does that. This is insane. It is insane. <laughs> so I send it, and I'm sitting by a creek, uh-huh. and I light a joint, and I'm relaxing. We're in Colorado. I send it. George is flying out the next day, and as soon as I send it. I look at my phone and I went, wait, I think I sent that to the wrong number. <laughs> to the dead guy? No. Oh. I sent it to, there is a woman named Georgia Hardstark <laughs> who's got a podcast called My Favorite Murder. <laughs> and she saved in my phone as Georgia My Favorite Murder. <laughs> and she reads it and she replies. I go, wrong, wrong number, I apologize. <laughs> and then she writes back, I thought this was from my dad. <laughs> She goes, I'm crying right now. I thought this was from my dad. She's like, just so you know, it gets better. Like, I had problems with my dad at that age. Listen, she loves you. It's just it's just an awkward time. And I'm like, no, I'm crying. Texting with you, the wrong Georgia. Like, oh, I love you, Georgia. I did something like that, but it's not as, it's not as touching. Wait, what? So uh, I, uh, I have um, me and my daughter, my, my, my other daughter, lives in a condo in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And I also have a condo in the building. Yeah. And the other daughter is married. And and uh, we went to stay there one night in, in our condo and my daughter lives downstairs. And they were doing construction in the next condo. And in the morning, Saturday morning, there's this banging and everything. Like it woke me up at, at, at like five o'clock in the morning. So my wife texts, my daughter and goes what's with all the banging can you sleep like we can't sleep <laughs> talking about the construction next door my daughter also like this daughter is married and sends it to so and so with the last name the text went to her father-in-law because they also have the first initial they, they have the first the yeah. same first initial yeah. It, yeah. it's r ehrlich is my daughter is riley ehrlich now her, her father-in-law is Randy Ehrlich. Yeah. So it's R. Ehrlich. She sends, what's with all the banging? We can't sleep. <laughs> he writes back immediately, do you, want to, do you want me to tell my son to go easy on her? <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, my God. It was so embarrassing and so horrible. So, 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 uh, so my sister, Cotty, is, uh, I've said her name now, and you're going to figure out Cotty Kreischer. She worked at Fox. I think Fox now owned by Disney, right? right? So her very first day of working at Fox, this is my, and this is, my sisters are always funnier than I am, my whole life. Are her, they older or younger? Younger, both younger. Cotty's 10 years younger than me. So Cotty gets her job. She's working in, uh, in like, promotions or, or something in Fox. But So her very first day there, she gets a bunch of emails about screeners. If everyone listening, screeners in Hollywood are like gold. Everyone, it's all the movies that I haven't come out yet that are nominated for Oscars. And if you're a part of the Academy or part of it, you can get screeners. You can see all the greatest movies that are out. You can see them at home on DVD. So the very first day, she goes, um, she gets all these things. She goes to her boss and she's like, she's like, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what a screener is. And he was like, oh, they're the movies. She's like, what do I do with these emails? He goes, okay, listen, just write, just write like a form letter, a reply, and just reply to everyone that just cut and paste it and reply to everyone. Just tell him to talk to Tim Jews. He works in the studio store. And she was like, what's his name? He's like, Tim Jews. She goes, how do I spell that? And he's like, like the people, Jews, the Tim Jews. She goes, okay. So she writes a form letter and cuts and pastes it, spell checks it, sends it. 
to everyone. Uh, if you if you're looking for screeners, my name's Cody. I just started working here. If you're looking for screeners, I'm not the person that can help you. Tim Jews in the studio store can help you. Tim Jews has all the answers. Uh, please, I've seen him on this. Thank you, Tim Jews. Next day she gets to work and she has 200 emails. Huh? What the fuck? Are you serious? Seth MacFarlane writes back, there's only one? She reads her email. Spell check had changed Tim Jews to capital the Jew in the <laughs> studio store. The Jew can help you. I can't. Please reach out to the Jew. The Jew's attached up here. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> she was and she's not the kind of person that finds stuff like that funny. Like she was she's a very serious person. Yeah. And she was just appalled. Like, oh, I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. I look like a racist. And I was like, it's a dip. I go, it's like she said I forget what exactly Seth McFarlane, but Seth McFarlane's reply was the funniest. Oh, that's and, she, and she said it got sent all around. But yeah, she's she doesn't look like a racist. She's not. No, she's, she looks like an anti-Semite. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good, I love when there's a good switch like that. Like, even when I sent that to Georgia Hardstark, I was like, I was like, I wish that I was through this shit with my daughter so I could tell this on stage. But I'm not. So. But the, you know that you're going to have good material in a couple of years still. I have a great if bit. If you're alive. Unless you die. <laughs> yeah. That's my whole thing. My whole thing is staying alive. That's it. I just want to, so that's why I, because I do party a lot. And that's why I work out as hard as I do. And I, and I, that's why I'm bummed about my weight gain is that it just gets away from me on the road. How, 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 who do you want to speak? You didn't say who you want to speak at your, I want, himself. I, I definitely want, oh, now I want me to, I'm, why, <laughs> no, the, but that was the why the fuck give any stage no, time to anyone before else? Before he knew the hologram, he had thought uh, it out. I really want, I really want Tom to speak. I kind of want Joe to speak now. I think Joe, I, I, Joe's gotten a lot more sensitive. The more I've known him, the more he is in touch with his emotions. And I think, I think he'd give a very, very good heartfelt speech. It'd be a hard get. Tom to speak, my buddy Weecho. My buddy Weecho is uh, my best friend grow, all growing up, and he cries easily. And when he cries, he cries like a man crying. Like, you know when men fall apart crying and they can't get their shit back together? That's how Weecho cries. He'll get everyone else to cry. I want this. That's what you want. You want, you want everyone to cry? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I want I want a highlight reel. I'd like a sizzle reel of what like what I've done. You should I, write all this stuff down. I no no I'm I definitely. He's doing it right I'm now. recording this. We, we were sitting with my. We're buddy. recording this. Yeah. We were sitting with my buddy in the tour bus the other night. Tour bus the other night. Best fucking thing in the world. We get in the tour bus right, and it, we're, we have a, a five a.m. six a.m. flight out of Nashville, and we're driving, and so everyone gets in their bunk. We're gonna get a good night's sleep. And my buddy John Mann sticks his head out of his bunk, and he goes, "One more drink," and we all get out of our bunks. We all go and we all have one more drink, right? And I said, this is why I love you, Manzi. I said, I can't wait to talk at your funeral. And he says, I don't, have a, I don't even know if I'll have a funeral. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I'm, he's single. He's, everyone in his family's dead. His brother's still alive. And he's like, I doubt I'll have a funeral. I just think I'll just die and that's it. I went, no, that can't happen. I said, I got your funeral. He was like, really? I said, let's plan it out right now. So we sat up in the tour bus oh. and we planned out his funeral. He wants it to be at the, it's in Boulder. At the, there's like an amphitheater in Boulder. So I said, we'll do it. He told me who he wanted to talk, and uh, and he said, I really want it to be a party. I want it to be a celebration of life. I want people to like have that day and remember how much fun I was. And I was like, don't worry. I'll do it. And so then I was going to put together a sizzle reel. It stinks that I'd do it, and he'd never see it. I want to see it, show it to him before. And But I, I want a sizzle reel of my stuff. I I've should done. phone him now and say, I just got a card. I just got an email from Bird Kreischer. You're having a funeral on the, <laughs> at the I want. I want, do you want to, do you want like a sizzle reel plate of like your life? No. Nope. <laughs> No, I do. I, the, the, the truth a, is, I think you're the on, opposite. Like, I, yeah, you I don't, don't want, want any. I don't think I don't, people always say, How do you want to be remembered? I don't want to be remembered. I, I want to enjoy 
every moment right now. And, the best and then I'll die. Is talk about and dying. Then sizzle reels right now are just how I sell shit. Would you? Yeah. Would you? I, but I want I, I, sizzle reels are super effective when you like see them and you go, God, that was a fun year, right? Like when you do it like a like you do like a, a vacation and you put together a little, you know, how to edit and you and then your kids are like, Dad, we did have a blast skiing, and you're like, Oh, that's right, Dad's fun. I don't do that. I don't. Oh. do that. no, I don't. I don't even. I rarely take pictures. I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm on TV and I'm being recorded. And then I'll die. And then somebody else will be recorded and be on TV. Can I come to your funeral? You'll be alone. Well, Jack, you've, taken, have... you've taken one picture of strangers on a bench that you've sent me now. I send you yeah, every week. Yeah, he sends me every week. This one picture that he took of two strangers sitting on a bench, and he sends and that They were to so me angry. Every... They were angry. Yeah. Really? I just Those are the to... pictures he sends. I walked up to two people. They were just okay. sitting on the bench, and I just said, can I get uh, one picture? You ever do that? You just walk up to a stranger. <laughs> they didn't know who I was. And I just said, let me just get a, a picture. And they go, okay, just out of discomfort. They go, okay. And I go, can you move together? <laughs> and then you. I go, and then, and, then I, and then I go, you're not, I don't want the smile. Is there any way you can look? You look up to the left and you look up. To, and they don't know. They go, we don't want this. I go, it's not for you. It's for me. Yeah. And then, and just till they're really, really angry. And then I snap it. And then every week I send the picture to uh, her. We should put the picture. I'll put the picture up. I don't know. Are you allowed to put the picture? No, yeah. maybe they don't want. They were yeah. angry. I used to you be. I used to be when I wasn't. When I used to be into that kind of stuff. Like I, I remember working at Barnes and Noble, and my favorite was to have a, a hilarious interaction with people. And I remember I took this woman. I almost got fired. I took this woman up to. She was looking for a magazine, and I was and I took her up. Uh, on the escalator, it was Astor Place, Barnes and Noble. I took her up, and I started walking towards the magazines, and I forgot she was with me. And I, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't like this job. Like, I don't like working here. And I forgot she was with me, and I started walking to the cafe to go get a coffee. <laughs> and she, all of a sudden, we're in line at the cafe, and she's like, oh, "Is this where the magazines are?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry." She goes, "Wait, did you forget you were? I was with you, and I and I just said my my head's just not in this." And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "I don't think I can take you to the magazine." <laughs> And she, goes, she was like, wait, hold on. And I told her, I said, I don't want to work here. And she was like, she's like, this isn't my problem. And I said, no, I, I think it is now because I think you got to find that magazine on your own. I said, I'm going to have a coffee and kind of go to sit on the toilet for a while. Yeah, like, don't come with me. Yeah, and she, just, and she was like, I'm going to tell your manager. And I was like, you can. I'm trying to get fired. And then I just went. I ended up getting fired for working out in the basement in my underwear. A lot worse. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, I worked in. Astro plays Barnes and Noble. I met my first gay dude, like legit gay dude. He had just come out of the closet from like Nebraska and he moved. No one accepted him in his hometown and he moved to New York. And he, when I met him, he said, uh, our boss, Dwayne at the time said, uh, everyone tell us what you do. Tell us what you do. And I said, I'm, and I was the first one. I go, I'm Bert. I'm a stand up comedian. He goes, no, you work at Barnes and Noble. What are you doing? The guy's like, I'm a mu musician. He goes, no, you work at Barnes and Noble. And then he got to him and he goes, what do you do? And he goes, I'm gay. And he goes, okay, you're gay. And so he goes around. So then me and him worked the information desk and I said, you're gay? And he said, yeah. And I said, I don't really know any gay people. And he said, uh, me either. I said, what? And he goes, that's why I came to New York. I didn't, I didn't know any gay people. No one was gay where I was from. So he's like, I'm here. So I watched him like come out of the closet. It was the coolest thing. It's like he fucked a lot. Like, and he'd come home every morning. He'd come back to work with a new story, like a crazy wild adventure he was on. And so we would take the freight elevator down to the bottom and we would light a joint and we'd, once you had the freight elevator, no one could come in on you. Right. So we take it down to the basement. We'd light a joint and he'd tell me his stories. Like one time he came in with a black eye and he goes, I got fucked out of my loft last night. 
And I was like, for real? And he was like, dude, it was crazy. You know how, how good it sex got to be to get back into a loft and get fucked out again? And I was like, and so we would sit down. And then I realized I was going, using that for the, there. And I was, I was like, well, I wonder if I could come down here and work out. Like, you know, take a little break from work, go down to the basement, do push-ups, do sit-ups. With a gay guy? No, 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 just by myself. Because oh. no, once you took it down, no one could come in on you. No one could find you. No one could see what you're doing. Right. So I'd go down, and this is a little sidebar. The Astor Place Barnes & Noble had no air conditioning. Right. None. Right. So if, if I would have to take off all my clothes, so I wouldn't want to give them a sweaty. Right. Work out. Right. Dry off, and then put How my clothes back off? on. How do you dry off? Towels, paper towels, <laughs> paper towels, and, and or just sit there for a little bit and relax. In the heat. Put all my clothes back on, go back up, and just go back to work, have a coffee, eat diet fuel was big then. Diet fuel had like six of those. Right. Be like humming like a junkie. Right. Um, and then one day my, my boss uh, brought me down to the uh, basement or no, to his office. I remember, and he was like, um, he was like, hey man, you spend a lot of time in the freight elevator or in the basement, aren't you? I said, well, all the travel books are down there. He was like, you know, we have cameras everywhere, right? And I was like, I didn't know that. And he was like, oh, you're fired. I was like, I quit. And he went, great. And I walked out. And then I, and then I walked out. And I walked out. And a week later, uh, Will Smith discovered me. Will Smith dis- discovered me. And I got a development deal. And Where did Will Smith see you? Uh, his people, his David Tochterman, the guy who worked for him, uh, discovered me at the Boston Comedy Club. I did I, a, an article. Oh, they didn't see the tape of you working, working out, out. your no, pants. No. And so then I got a deal with Will Smith. I moved out here for seven months, lived at the Universal Sheridan, developing a sitcom. And then I came back to New York and I had money and I, I had like, I think I got a TV show and I went back to New York and I went back to the Astor Place, figuring everyone knew I got fired for working out in the basement in my underwear. And uh, I walked back up to the information desk and the, the gay guy was there and he was like, um, he was like, what's up? And he's, I was like, nothing. And he, and he just, we went back to our, I said, he said, uh, our manager got fired. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, guess what he guess what he does for a living? He doesn't work at Barnes and Noble. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I'm still gay. He goes, guess what happened last night? And he we we didn't talk about me getting fired or anything. We talked about one of his sexual escapades. I didn't even tell him that I had gotten a deal. I didn't tell Does him. Does he I'd, still work there? I don't know. I really like that guy. That was I was a cool guy. It's cool. You meet people who then affect the way you see the rest of the thing. So and then now I look at like because I came out as fat, like on Two Bears, One Cave, like uh, a few weeks ago. Because I look at coming out as like the coolest thing. Like cause coming I, out as fat. I came out as fat because it's it's yeah. I came out as fat. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's accepting who you are. It's like it's like listen. The, so then, why are you trying to lose weight? I, well, I'm because I, I I'm I'm comfortable with this, but I would like to be healthier. This healthier for me. But I remember watching that guy come out, and it was like fucking awesome. I remember going to one of the gay clubs with him one time. When you come out as fat, yeah. Do you tell other people, you know, you may yeah, not know this, this might be a big surprise to you, down, and yeah. you don't know it, yeah. and you go, I'm I'm, I'm actually fat. Just, and they I, go, we didn't know. No, no, you do We it. didn't know. We had no idea. <laughs> One person will say, I always knew it. No, they all say they knew it, and they, they all did to me. But then, now that I've come out as fat, I don't want to hear it. That's my point. I don't want to hear it. If I have more mashed potatoes, I'm fat. Like if, it's, if, but if, what if, is if, fat? I don't even know what fat is. I, well, I mean, if you go on the on take the your shirt off. No, no, <laughs> no. But what what is what is fat? I don't know what fat is. Uh, I think I think the it's it's the BMI scale is is tells you if you're fat. I'm no, they don't say fat. They say like obese. The, I'm confused. Well, that's though. unhealthy. Here the point of coming out though is being accepting of it, and like people now should are okay to say 
that because you've accepted it, yeah, right? Yeah. But you don't want to hear it anymore. No, 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 no. Hold on. There's, uh, uh, parallel it to being gay, right? Uh-huh. So if, say you were, everyone knew you were gay, right? Mm-hmm. And no one, and, and everyone was like, you know, you're sitting at the, the thing and you're like, I'm gay. And they're like, okay, now that it's out, mm-hmm. now it's okay. We don't, you don't have to say certain snide comments. Like when you're fat mm-hmm. and you're, and you go to eat, like certain people in your family sometimes will be like, I don't know if you're gonna want that. Uh, you don't. That's a, that's a lot. Uh, you know what? Put some of that back. But when you when you come out as fat, then you go. You have to accept my lifestyle. I'm putting all that on my plate. Mm. I didn't really think this through. Also, you know, yeah. This <laughs> no, you is the didn't. thing. There's no, no parade, right? No. I, I would. Well, obviously, we'd get winded. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you all know anyway. how to tell a, an honest, true story. Yeah. Whereas I, there, I am at the intersection with with the, a black SUV. <laughs> Lou, on one side. Lou, yeah. Can we finish this story on the next episode? Yeah. Okay. Bert, you've been great. You want to plug something? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, no. uh, I I'm on tour, Birdie Boy Relapse tour. Uh, we're doing a New York, Brooklyn, Newark, Poughkeepsie run. When does this come out? I don't know. When does your tour start? Uh, I'm off for this week. I'm back on next week. No, this will be like two weeks, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, New it could York. Be I'll New be in York. Vegas. So I'll be in Vegas that week. March 28th through the 3rd of April. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got to do a video for that, Lou. Did you do a video for this tour? Uh, no. 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 You don't need to do that. Well, anymore. no, it was already sold out. out. It was already sold out because... Uh, because you're such no, a huge superstar no, no, in comedy. It was sold out from the... Because it was a lot of makeup dates. It was COVID dates. Right. So... You I don't mean, even have to work to get that audience now. You no, do you all the work I on the stage. The, I always do the work. I always... I'm obsessive compulsive. I cannot... I am not the human being that's going to sit back, throw his feet up on a rocking chair and be like, oh, well, this tickets will sell. I'm not that guy. Right. I am... I am... All I think about is work. All and I death. do is work. And when it, when it comes to like doing a special, I'm... I'm gone for two months. You will not see me for two months. I'll be on the road doing stand-up every single night, trying to make that hour tight. I'm not good enough to be able to put my my feet up on it. Well, you, I'll tell you something. As a fan, you are great, and you are funny. You're hysterical. You're smart. You're a good human being. You're a good father and ultimately a great friend of uh, Tom and Joe's, and it's nice. I'd like to be your friend, too. Uh, I'm isolating that and putting that at my funeral thank okay, you okay this is all about the funeral <laughs> so uh just wish you uh, i don't know what to say to you but I, i'm re- can i tell you i'm i'm extremely uh, uh, excited that this is the relationship i get to have I'm, you're seeing day. the future i'm seeing the future and you know what i'd say to you rest in peace buddy good night <laughs> that was great. You are great. We should do some stuff, though. Figure out some stuff.